The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance is proud to support the sixth Box to Row countdown to kickoff, and we're excited to welcome head coaches from area colleges and universities to the capital city. We look forward to another fantastic season of HBCU football filled with great games, rivalries, pageantry, and unforgettable fall Saturdays. The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance works with local partners to grow the sporting event industry in our area. The GRSA has an extensive track record of securing and hosting successful tournaments and championships, resulting in significant economic impact for the region and an enhanced quality of life for our residents. In 2022, Raleigh was named Sports Travel Best Host City. To learn more, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RaleighNC Sports. Best of luck to all area HBCU football programs this season. The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whitbeer, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. On December 27, 1892, Livingstone and Biddle College, now known as Johnson C. Smith University, played in Salisbury, North Carolina, with Biddle winning 5-0. Over time, HBCU football has evolved. HBCU football's popularity continues to rise. Millions attend games each year and millions more watch on television. The HBCU bands provide some of the top entertainment in the country. Over that time, some of the best players to ever play in the National Football League played at HBCUs. Every Monday through Friday on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, national radio and television host Donald Ware takes a look at what's happening in HBCU football and talks with coaches, players, administrators, and media about the season. Make sure you join the conversation on social media now. Here's your host, Donald Ware. You've got it locked to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Wednesday, August the 16th. I'm Donald Ware, 10 days away from the start of the HBCU football season, the hump day edition of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. And we're going to do a little bit something different today here on the podcast, particularly in night, in light, that is, of Jamie Gillen former All-America punter for Arkansas Pine Bluff, now with the New York Giants in the offseason. He signed a two-year, $8 million deal with the Giants, and so we hope to catch up with Jamie sometime during the course of the season. That said, had a chance to catch up with Jamie Gillen again last September, right here on Box to Row and the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Oh, just hanging out. Thanks for having me on uh, on your podcast. Um, just honestly getting ready for for Monday. You know, it's a it's a big game because the because the next one. Um, but it's it's exciting. It's going to be fun on Monday night. Uh, big rivalry, so it's uh, it's all exciting stuff. No question about it. You're averaging fifty, as you know, fifty one point one yards uh, per punt, which is fifth in the National Football League. Your thoughts. 
the Giants are off to the fast 2-0 start. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've spent all offseason uh, trying to build a culture here, still trying to do it, you know, one by one, one game at a time. Um, it's been great. Uh, loving what Coach Dabo is preaching here. Everybody's trying to get on the same page, and I would say is on the same page. I'm just riding the wave through the season. You know, it's hard to win a National Football League, um, and we just got to keep plugging away, you know. And for you, I mean, your thoughts on your your season, I mean, because when you look at it, I mean, you have been able to pin, you know, teams uh, back to give them, you know, more difficult starting field position and things of that nature, which has helped to this 2-0 start. Yeah. Um, you know, every time I, I go out there, I, I'm not going to lie to you, I don't follow uh, stats at all because um, I, I don't think it paints a, a picture of what goes on in the game in my job sometimes. Um, I'm very much whatever I'm very situationally aware of where we need the ball placed to set up our defense. You know, I, I could, uh, you can average a lot, but can be out kicking your coverage and that's uh, not the game plan right there. You know, we need, I need to match my distance with my hang time. Uh, the key one for us would be the net uh, average. That's where the ball was at ball's position for the defense. So every time I go out there, I, I go out with a mindset of where we're on the field, What's the down distance? Uh, where am I trying to get inside the twenty? Am I trying to flip the field here? Hang time and stuff like that. So I just um, have a different, a very different approach to uh, my punting sometimes on stats. So we just uh, when we're when we're have the opportunity to get inside twenty, we we try to get there every time because you know that field position is crucial for uh, these big games. You know. Yeah, no question. I mean, you broke it down right there. It's not all about the numbers, although I would say your career average for net is in excess of 40 yards which is pretty which is pretty good i think uh you know but with that being said you know t talk about the times that you you know you have to kind of uh get the hang time going opposed to trying to get the ball as far uh, as you can and how you're able to balance the two yeah uh we work on practice uh, a lot you know just different things um it it's kind of so I kind of call it the gray area when you're from your 40 yard line to the, to the midfield to 50 yard line. That's kind of a weird position to be in because if I go and murder a ball or hit a ball really well, it might go into the end zone and that's a touchback. And ideally we don't want that. Um, so we call it a 60, 40 ball. If I kick it into the end zone, it's a 60 yard punt, but a 40 yard net. So I kind of play with different punts in that area of the field to match the hang time and distance so we can get down there and cover so we can get the ball down inside 20. So uh, I go for after 40 yards, you know, 40 yards, you want, ideally goes, you want 4.40 seconds of hang, 41 yards, 4.1, 42 yards, 4.2. So if I'm hitting 50 yard balls, my goal is to be 4.9 and above for hang time. So our gunners can have, you know, with the snap included almost six and a half, seven seconds to get down there and cover a 50-yard punt. So um, that's 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 our goal for when we go out there and do that. Jamie Gillen, punter for the New York Giants, joins us here on the program. The Giants, of course, in primetime Monday night against the Cowboys. You're with the Giants. You were with the Browns for three seasons, went undrafted, had a really good career with the Browns, were you, I mean, it's interesting, late December, were you surprised when the Browns waived you? Um, uh, I, I would, I would say, um, I, I don't really know what goes on in the minds of the people who make those decisions. I, 
I was, I had COVID, you know, uh, so that, that was a little bit, um, you know, that was not, um, not the way I would have liked to have gone out, you know, but that's just the nature of the beast in the NFL. And it opened up other doors that have been far more exciting for me. So, uh, I, I did my post, I, I immediately got signed by the bills and had a fantastic time there. That is another great organization that led to me signing here. And I tell you, I've, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed the past six months of being here from top to bottom. It's a great organization, uh, great coaches. Um, the owner of the team, uh, both of them are fantastic individuals. So it's, it's, it's been great. And we're just trying to build something here. And the way I look at it is I, I just was, I was blessed as they say with another opportunity and it's up to me to take it. You know, there's loads of guys that can get opportunities and, but can you take it? Can you do it when you're supposed to do it? Can you go out there fourth down two minutes left the game, do your job when you're supposed to do it. So uh, I, I was just super happy to be here. Uh, but uh, with, the goal in my mind of being the best punter I can be for this team. And I'm here for a reason. They, they call you, I think you picked up the name, the Scottish hammer in, in, uh, in high school. Uh, you were at <laughs> matter of fact in Leonardtown, Leonardtown, Maryland. Uh, uh, right with that. Um, you like, do you like that name? Uh, you know, any, you got anybody can call me whatever they want. I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it was kind of funny. It kind of threw me off guard. I, I remember we we're sitting in Pine Bluff and uh I think it was Good Morning Football or something came on. Tom uh, Tom Pelissero, they were talking about me pre-draft and this, and someone had found the old huddle film from like what my coach uh, had made and saw the Scottish Ham and they decided to give you that nickname. Like, oh man, here we go. So <laughs> it's stuck, and so I might as well roll with it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a really cool name. I guess more on a, on a, on a serious note, your your thoughts on the passing of Queen Elizabeth. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, my dad's military. Um, so I was born into a military family. So, you know, we, uh, we you know, mourn the loss of uh, the Queen and uh, we have that most respect for the monarch and stuff. So um, it's, it's kind of odd now that I've been in the USA for so long, you kind of lose touch with uh, a lot of the politics and what goes on over there. So uh, when that popped up on my uh, newsfeed, I was, uh, it's 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 hard. It's it, it sucks. You know, someone's someone lost their mother. So it's uh, everybody was uh, was was very upset about that. But um, you know, now it's going to be interesting the dynamics of uh, that situation over there. Yeah, no question. But you've been in the U.S. You're right for a long time. One thing you haven't lost is that accent, though. <laughs> I'm surprised, actually. I do sometimes. I do say things with a little kind of American twang to it. I think, man, I can't, what's happening to me? <laughs> <laughs> no doubt Jamie Gillen joins us here on the program. What do you, you know, it's interesting that, take us through the story of how you ended up at Arkansas Pine Bluff. Yeah, it was, um, it was definitely a unique one. Um, I played five games of high school football. My coach was saying to me, look, you know, you've got a, a good leg. You, you can get scholarships for this. And um, yeah, my mom, my dad, and me were thinking, Scott, they would really give a kicker a scholarship. Okay. And um, teams were offering me preferred walk-ons and stuff, and I wasn't willing to take – I didn't want to take that because I was going to go back home and play rugby and do that route. Um, and then I got a scholarship to Bowie State, and I accepted it. And I didn't sign the paperwork. And then out of nowhere, my buddy was working at the gym. 
you followed a bunch of recruiters on Facebook. Someone had posted on Facebook that Arkansas Pine Bluffs kicker had decommitted. He goes, ah, oh, screw it. I'll put Jamie's film in there. I get a phone call that night. I was out with some of my friends. I accepted it. I remember the coach kind of saying, you don't have any other questions? I was like, no. He said, D1, full scholarship. I'll be there. And I woke up in the morning, and I didn't even know what HBCU was. I, I had no idea what I was getting into. I thought it was a feeder school into the Razorbacks. <laughs> I was so confused. I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. So I showed up. Um, I think I packed my pack. I went home, actually. I was like, hey, man. I, like, I kind of did this. Uh, what have you done? And so signed the paperwork, and I was basically researching the school kind of on the way to the airport the next uh, kind of five days and showed up to Pine Bluff. And I... And looking back, it was probably a really good thing that I was very naive to um, college football. But as soon as I showed up there, I, oh man, this is awesome. The stadium, the grass, the weight room, the people. I was like, I'm, I'm here for four years. I'm going to give it my all. I just wanted to win football games. I had this goal of playing in the National Football League. So I just dedicated my four years to it. And here I am. But it, it was a... It was an interesting experience. It was it was good fun, but total culture shock, you know. <laughs> yeah. So that the conversation with Jamie Gillen from last year, as again he signed the two year extension uh, with the New York Giants, one of the best punters in all of the National Football League, and again played his collegiate ball at Arkansas Pine Bluff. So. On tomorrow's edition of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, going to talk some more HBCU football as we get you set for the upcoming season, which again kicks off on Saturday, August the 26th. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, where you can watch us on the Box to Row YouTube channel. Also, you can find us on BoxToRow.com as well as iHeartMedia.com for any comments you may have. Also, hit us up on Twitter at box to row and follow us while you're there. Talk with you tomorrow. We hope you enjoy this episode of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You can watch on our YouTube page on YouTube at HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to get your HBCU football fix on Box to Row with Donald Ware each weekend on a radio station near you and on Sirius XM on the HBCU channel, channel 142, and on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM, channel 84. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest in HBCU football. And don't forget to tell a friend.